Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Completely Cricket Podcast, hosted by myself, Avinash Adarsan, and Zaid Ahmed. Good evening, Zaid. Good evening, Avinash. So, we have found out the four uh, teams that are going through to the ODI World Cup 2023 semi-finals, and they are India, uh, South Africa, Australia, and New Zealand. I think, basically, by the... By, uh, by half, by the, the half, the, half the World Cup had finished. We sort of realised that at least two or three of the teams we knew, you know, we knew that in uh, India, South Africa, Australia, were just waiting for the fourth one. And unfortunately, Afghanistan could not uh, have create a massive upset and and succeed. But um, but I think that uh, it's still interesting to look at the the, the matchups and to predict our, our winner and our finalists. So we'll be basically be doing that. We'll also be talking about the uh, Sri Lanka suspension as well. But um. Yeah, Zay, do you want to start us off with uh, your your thoughts on the first semi-final, which is India-New Zealand on Wednesday? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it, it, it's a big one, India-New Zealand. We saw it in 2019. You know, it, I think got, it, it got postponed to, to the reserve day in that, in that game. And, you know, they have a good history, India-New Zealand. Obviously, in this World Cup, India have just dominated. They've completely dominated. They've won all nine games. You know, there hasn't really been any you know, really close games either. Um, and yeah, India have just dominated. I think their bowling's been absolutely amazing. Obviously, their batting's been great for for a long time now. Um, but I think especially their bowling is really really improved. I think all bowlers are you know in form. Especially the pace attack has just looked lethal. You know, it's been brilliant. Um, and as for New Zealand, I think you know they they've had a slightly dodgy World Cup because you know they started with four great wins um, on the trot, and then you know it all started when they lost to India. Um, in their fifth game, and then they lost four on the trot. And I think, yeah, that 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 you know, they, obviously they did beat Sri Lanka in the, in the final game, they found the group game, but a group stage game. But I think, you know, they will be lacking a little bit of confidence going to the semi final. And I think they do need to get themselves together here mentally. Um, you know, just because four four are the last five games they've lost four of them. So I think, you know, they are looking a little bit rusty. I think Williamson back will be brilliant for them. Um, but yeah, I think you know, for me, India are favourites. But anything happened on the day? Uh, for me, I'm thinking right. Uh, India haven't had a very good record with the uh, semi-finals and, and converting those into finals. Um, they've constantly been knocked out of semi-finals. They lost the uh, Test Championship twice when making it to the finals. Do you think India have have a good chance of going all the way, or do you, you know, I can I can foresee uh, New Zealand, you know, like they have in the last two World Cups, making it to the uh, final. Yeah, I mean, you know, India, as you, you're absolutely right, you know, India have had a bad um, history, you know, 2015, 2019, they were top of the table um, in, in both World Cups and they ended up losing in the semi-final. Um, and, you know, and, that, and that's obviously, you know, having history against them is obviously, you know, not, not in the ideal situation. And I think, yeah, absolutely, they do have struggled a little bit to convert those, you know, really strong group stages um, you know the league games, you know really strong performances into you know a world a world cup final and potentially a you know world cup winner. Um, so I think they will you know, really need to make sure they can continue this form. And yeah, absolutely, New Zealand, uh, I can definitely foresee it as well. You know, it's definitely you know you can't you can't write off New Zealand at, at all. You know, they, they have looked pretty good in this world cup. Um, and yeah, anything can happen on the day. It's all about which team. You know, performs and you can execute their skills and plans on the day. I think we've got to have a special mention to uh, the India Netherlands match, and um, we saw 
Virat Kohli, Rohit Sharma, Shubman Gill, and Shrikumar Yadav bowling, and with Virat Kohli taking a wicket, I think that's probably my favourite side of this World Cup. And I'm not an India fan, but seeing such a legendary batter like Kohli, um, you know, take a wicket in a World Cup, and then Rohit Sharma take the final wicket, I thought was really um. Obviously, the Indian, uh, the Indian team were you know a bit, being a bit more carefree, but at the same time, it just sums up you know this this team as a whole, you know, the, the carefreeness, but also the, the enjoyment of their cricket. And I thought that you know that was pretty amazing to watch. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it was really fun to see you know, some those overs with Kohli, Gill, Sky, and yeah, Rajamas at the end. Yeah, at the end there, um, and it's just it's brilliant, really. I think it's good. It's a good idea as well, knowing that you're I mean, obviously obviously in the semi final they're not going to bowl. But, you know, if you ever need any backups, you have them in your top top four or five batsmen, which is, is great to see. As, obviously, you know, as you're right there, you know, India just in, enjoying the game of cricket. It's not all about, you know, just being so serious that you, you, you know, you're playing international cricket. It's not all about, you know, you have to win, you know, or obviously you have to win, but, you know, you just have to enjoy the game. That's exactly what we can see India are doing here. And yeah, that, that was really, really fun to watch. It's their life, right, as well. It's their livelihood, their life, you know, it's part of who they are. Um, I think it was hilarious that the actual wicket itself, the wicket of the Netherlands captain, Scott Edwards, uh, it was it was a drag down on the leg side. He managed to get, I don't know, a snicker of bat on it, and then it just went, Kael Rahul was pretty pretty quick on the stumps to, to get it. You know, Cody's, uh, what are they, you call them, what, 65-mile-an-hour in-swingers? No, that's what I probably used to describe them. But, um, you know, taking a wicket on the big stage was, was quite good. But, um, but yeah, I think that, like you said, batting, bowling, they've got everything covered in India. And I think that what New Zealand will need to do is they need to, their batting really has to fire. Because I think the only way New Zealand look, are going to look like they're going to win is through scoreboard pressure. And I think a key person who would be involved in that would be Rachin Ravindra. You know, uh, what what a player he's been. You know, originally born in India, I think, and he moved to Wellington uh, in New Zealand. But he has been, you know, 525 runs, I think it is. And, you know, he's under 24 or, or I think he's around 25 or something of that region. And he's been amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, right from Ravindra, when nobody would have expected it. Um, I definitely didn't think he was going to suddenly end up opening the batting for New Zealand. Um, and obviously, you know, he was pushed to the top of the top of the order because you know Williamson was injured. Obviously, he's back, so you know, Ratchin Ravindra's opening the batting. He's just been brilliant, he's been so consistent. I remember I've forgotten which game it was, but he scored 150 or 160. Uh, I think it was against Australia actually. Um, 150, 160 in, in, in a run chase. I mean, that's just amazing. And yeah, he got out and he, he was distraught just because, you know, he might not be able to get the team over the line. I think that sort of attitude is absolutely amazing to see. You know, you've just scored 150 runs and yet you're still disappointed that you're not able to finish off the game. And I think that's just, you know, it's a brilliant attitude. It's a brilliant you know, way to play cricket. Um, and I think he's just been brilliant. We all know he can bowl as well. Um, you know, he's a very handy bowler, uh, left arm, left arm spinner. So I think he'll be he'll be huge at the top of the order. Him, him, and Williamson. So you know, absolutely, you know, they're, they're batting these fire. I really think Tom Latham. He needs to get some runs. He's been you know, quite out of form um, in this World Cup, and I think he will definitely need some runs. I think you know him. He used to open the batting, I think, um, and now you know he's down at I think six or seven. So I think he needs to really push on and try and score some runs. Um, you know, as India, all, all their batsmen are consistently scoring, and so I think New, if New Zealand can do that as well, and as he says, score with pressure, um, then yeah, I think New Zealand are definitely in with a chance. 
I feel like if you compare New Zealand to, you know, their local counterparts, Australia, New Zealand are a team where runs are distributed across the entire, like, batting order, whereas Australia are like, quite a top-order heavy team. You know, they, the big runs come from the top order. Uh, and I think that's the way New Zealand play. And it's what's been really interesting to see is that over the last, you know, five five years or so, or even further, you've seen the makeup of the team shift. But the way the team plays hasn't really changed through the bowlers, the all-rounders. You know, you know, we, we talk about England's all-rounders. But at the same time, New Zealand have been operating as an all-rounder thing for a long, long time. And I think, you know, they're the ones who sort of pushed it and then England took it and turned it into a whole, the whole attacking ethos. Excuse me, but I think I think they were, but I think for them they're going to be worried with their injury concerns. You know, you've had people like Lockie Ferguson go injured, uh, get injured midway through the um, uh, the the World Cup, uh, and then you've got uh, Matt Henry. You know, then you're you're resting highly on on you know players like Trent Bolt. Um, how do you how do you envisage uh, India going about batting against uh, New Zealand's bowling attack? Yeah, I mean, injury's been a concern for New Zealand. Salvi was injured just before the tournament, so he literally came into the tournament, um, you know, having barely played cricket for the, few, the last few months. Um, and as you said, Ferguson and Matt Henry have had problems over the over the World Cup. So I think, I don't think, I don't, I'm not sure if Matt Henry's going to play in the semis, but I mean, Ferguson did come back for the Sri Lanka game, so I think he should be okay. But in general, I think India... They've had flying starts, haven't they? You know, with, with Rohit Sharma at the top and and Shubman Gill, you know, they've had flying starts. And almost every game, they they've literally been seventy, sometimes eighty, um, eighty for none, or maybe one for in in, ten, in the first ten overs. It was just absolutely incredible. And you know, I think what what that provides is even if you do lose a wicket, maybe one of your opens goes in the first ten. You know, say you're seventy seventy five for one in ten overs, then you you can afford to slow down a little bit and be you know one hundred fifteen one hundred twenty for two, for example, in, in twenty overs. And I think that's what that provides. And then people play players like Kohli. Um, Shreya Sahaya, you know, these guys have so much more time and, you know, they've got a brilliant platform to continue. And I think that's, you know, they should continue going like that. Um, obviously, you know, the big threat will be Trent Bolt. Um, he's just been brilliant over the years. So I think, you know, he, he'll he be a threat, um, you know, at the top. But I think the fearless nature that India have showed in, in this World Cup, I think, you know, any anyone's a match for. But yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that... Um... I think that, like usual, India always go into um, uh, a semi-final looking at their favourites. But I think that it, you know, I, I I'd say it's probably sixty forty to uh, to India in terms of who will win and the win percentage. Now moving on to our second semi-final, which is South Africa versus Australia, which I think for me is a more unpredictable one. Before we even talk about the players, apparently it's forecasted to rain uh, on the day. Potentially a sort of scenario like the twenty nineteen semi-final between India and New Zealand played across two days. That'd be quite weird. I don't know who who do you fancy if there's a scenario like that. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, you know, I think it's forecast for a little bit of rain coming on Thursday, um, and obviously if if the reserve day is needed, and I think it'll be really it'll get quite interesting because I think South Africa are a team who like love to bat first, and you know just love to keep that momentum going. So let's say they're batting first, um, and you know if they had to stop halfway through, I think that could be detrimental because I think they really like to have that flow with their batting, that freedom. Um, you know, knowing that there's rain coming, I think that could sort of hinder their momentum a little bit. Um, and as for Australia, I think you know I I, I don't think it will matter too much to Australia if if it does have to go over two days. Um, you know, 
their batting was quite dodgy, I think, against Afghanistan. I mean, obviously, everyone knows what happened there. Maxwell's 200 was just absolutely incredible. But I think that does goes to show that, you know, Maxwell scored 200 out of the 290 runs. And that's just, whilst that's a brilliant inning, and I think that sort of, you know, shows that there are some concerns up there. Um, you know, you're, you're playing against a promising team, Afghanistan, but not, you know, not not the strongest teams. Well, not one, not you'd, I would say it's one Afghanistan, one of the strongest teams. So, you know, I think I think it'll be it'll be necessary to get some of the Australian batsmen back in form. But yeah, you know, with the rain, it's going to be really interesting to see how that happens uh, and how that plays out. Rain always messes around with teams and it ruins their the 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 momentum that they have on the day, the prior day and I think if it especially I think if it gets reduced to a to a, like a shorter twenty thirty over match if you get Maxwell out I think South Africa have the best chance of winning you know you look at Clarsen Miller you know even Quinton de Kock the way he effortlessly hits boundaries is ridiculous so I think they probably will win but then I think Maxwell I think he'll I'm assuming he'll play but he he'll be that sort of the key cog to the team um you know this is a personal one of my personal favorite bowlers. Uh, Mitchell Stark. He he's not really been at his his usual best. It was I think he was a top wicket taker in the 2019 and 2015 World Cups, or at least nearby the top wicket taker. And he was electric with his pace, with his swing, with his Yorkers. We've seen glimpses of the of the good old Stark, but we haven't really seen him in full form. He's not really been accurate. He's not been consistent enough. You, Zaid, how how you know what's your thoughts on him? And you know, do you think this will make a a big impact on on Australia's performances? Because I think I think it has caused them to. To, to lose momentum at the start because they haven't been able to put pressure on. I think, yeah, it will cause a little bit of, you know, I, I think Stark's been brilliant for Australia over the years. 2019, you know, just, just brilliant. Um, obviously, I, I, one, one ball I always remember for 2019 was his in York just to Ben Stokes. Um, that's just a highlight I remember. Um, but yeah, in general, I think there was a stat that uh, he went through just of 20 World Cup games, I think, um, and he took a wicket in every single game. And I think, unfortunately, that, that streak did break this, this World Cup. And he's just been a little inconsistent, I think. And he was lying. I think I saw him, saw him. I watched him bowling the, the first over of, of, of an inning, of the innings a couple of times. And it just felt a little bit consist- inconsistent. And I think sometimes he's trying to swing it too much. Um, and then it goes down leg, and then he's trying to correct it, but then he overcorrects and it goes wide outside off. And I think he's just been sort of trying to find that correct, you know, that perfect line and length. And I think, you know, obviously he has found it um, at times, but I think sometimes it's just, an, just been a little bit inconsistent. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that, I think that, I think if he if he can be on song, I think Australia will have a you know this is this is someone who can win matches on his own. You know, you th- think of people like Stuart Broad in Test cricket, even Trent Bowles. I've seen him do it. It's just like these are match winners, and and Stark Stark isn't just a bowler as well. Something that amazes me with Australia is the fact that they can literally bat till number ten, even number eleven. If you want to stretch it a little bit, the, the definition of batting and say that Josh Hazel can bat to a good standard. But I think that. You know, Stark, Cummins, Zampa, they've all shown with quick 30s of 18, 30 of 20, you know, 20 of 10. Then we obviously, you know, I've got to, got to mention that Pat Cummins is amazing 12 of 68, where apparently he looked like he wanted to drop anchor while um, uh, Glenn Maxwell went completely berserk. But, um, uh, you know, these are players who could bat. So I think that was also another uh, something that really pushes um, uh, Australia into the mix. And and I think that that's something that they can really utilise to, 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 rather than going to scores, Scoring things like three hundred, especially if South Africa scores something massive like three fifty in the first innings, you know, uh, 
I think that Australia are going to need that depth in, in batting to, to push it across. I think finally, you know, uh, before we talk about Sri Lanka, um, a word on the pitches. I feel like I, I've been I've been um, you know impressed with the pitches uh, personally. I think they've had the a good balance of you know good swing conditions, especially you've seen Indian bowlers you know really utilise them. But also you have good decks that you can see nice you know exciting cricket being played upon. But what do you what do you think about the pitches? Yeah, actually, I'll going to this work. I was thinking there'll be a lot of spinning big spinning pitches. I haven't seen a huge amount of that actually. Um, obviously, they, they, they spin the pitches in the spin more than you know, the regular pitch for some in England or Australia. But uh, uh, you know, it's been a little less than I expected. There have been some pitches that you know, haven't skidded on or there haven't been you know, much spin at all. I think, yeah, I, I agree. It's been um, fairly balanced um, you know, it, overall. Um, and I think with every pitch, you don't know what's coming. You know, if you're playing in... England, for example, in the 2019 World Cup, you had some sort of an idea that most pitches are going to be you know, this way, for example. Um, you know, I think play, in this Indian, in, in this World Cup in India, I think you literally go to a pitch and you you're ha- you, know, you might have no clue what the pitch is going to do, or it might be completely different. Um, it might be completely different conditions each day. I think you know some interesting thing with India. You know, one day. Um, it, it's I think in the, in the Wednesday semi-final, India New Zealand is going to be thirty odd degrees. It's going to be a really excellent weather um, for for cricket. And I think on Thursday, um, it, it's going to be raining a little bit. So you know that's really interesting. But yeah, I think the pitches have been very well balanced. And I think you know it's just adds that element of surprise that you're not one hundred percent sure what the pitch is going to be like until you actually start playing on it. And you've also seen teams like England who've completely misread conditions, you know, overestimate, uh, underestimated the heat, uh, overestimated dew factors, even though it's baking, you know, random things like that, which has also added, added a bit of a you know, tactical capability to the mix. Now, moving on to Sri Lanka and the fact that they've um, got suspended by ICC. So just quickly to go over what actually happened, because it's important, because there's a lot of them. Um, I've seen a lot of articles going on about different things. see a lot of people say different stuff. So... Essentially, the uh, Sri Lankan cricket board um, was sacked by the uh, the country's sports minister, and um, in in retaliation retaliation for that, the um the, the, the that board actually um uh, spoke to contacted ICC and requested I assume requested them to to take action on this because technically one of the ICC rules is that governments can't get involved in in the in cricket. So like the the government of the country, and then um what the government did and via the sports minister they put their own uh, uh new board of of, of um like board of directors uh, for Sri Lanka cricket and um, that involved a, a World Cup winning player uh, Arjuna Ranatunga um from the nineteen ninety six World Cup uh, the ODI World Cup and then it also involved two uh, sons of politicians so um this obviously was looked at like as a case of nepotism but also uh is also just the fact that government getting involved. It's, it's it's useful to say that it's Sri Lanka's not the only example, right? This has happened even without countries getting punished in Pakistan, India, I think Bangladesh as well. It's just that this rule is sort of not a rule that's like if it's broken, you get banned straight away. It's up to it's up to the ICC's discretion. So they decided to ban Sri Lanka now, and we think it's now because Sri Lanka don't have any bilateral uh, cricket for the next month or two. So if they do serve a ban. They're not going to be, it's not going to be impacting their schedule or the schedule of the, the other countries very much. But um, first of all, you know, what, what is going on? What do, you, how, what do you think the impacts will be on, uh, on, on Sri Lanka cricket today? Because surely this is a bit of a, you know, for fans especially, this is a bit of a shocker. I mean, it's come really sudden, hasn't it? Just 
you know, immediately after the World Cup, which has been a little bit disappointing, I think. Um, it hasn't been, like, they haven't lost all their games. Um, they have won, I think, two or three. Um, so you can't say it, it was an absolute shocker. But I think it's been quite, it's quite sudden, you know, it came out of nowhere. That's suddenly, I'm you know, reading on BBC News that Sri Lanka cricket has been suspended. And I think it'll be, it's going to have a huge impact. I think, you know, if we, if we just, far, if we, if we just go back, you know, five, ten, fifteen years, Sri Lanka were a brilliant cricket team, and it was a brilliant time. They were making World Cup final, semi finals. They, you know, two thousand eleven, they made the World Cup final. Um, they did pretty well in twenty. I think they did a, a pretty decent in twenty fifteen as well. Um, it's just sort of fallen away. You know, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what's happened, but I think it's. it's it's just a little bit sad because it's just sort of fallen away. Their captain, Dustin Sharnaka, I think was injured for this World Cup. And it's just, with this new thing that's happening, that's happened with, with the suspension, that's just, you know, it, it's starting to fall away, I think. And I feel like something's going to happen, something needs to happen with Sri Lanka cricket, just to, you know, following the suspension, whenever it finishes. Um, you know, they need to sort of bring this back, bring everything back together and, you know, try and, you know, start, Going, going back to how how it used to be twenty. Let's just take twenty eleven. It was a brilliant time. Um, you had some brilliant players there. You know, some of them who are commentating now. And I think it's it's, it's sad to see you know how how low it's, it's gone now. For me, I I just I just I'm afraid that it could turn out to be like a West Indies situation where they stopped qualifying for World Cups. They didn't qualify for Champions Trophy by virtue of the fact that they didn't make the top eight. But that's you know I wouldn't really classify it as as important as a World Cup. And um, yeah, you're right. Even you know the, the Sri Lanka have been you know there's always going to be periods where teams don't do well. Look at England now, right? But the fact is, is that you've got to show some sort of commitment to coming, getting better. And the board and the players, none of them have shown any commitment, really. You know, there's, we can blame the board as much as we like, but also the players. Are they really, you know, are they really um, showing the levels of commitment, discipline that we've seen, you know, from Sri Lanka teams? I don't know. I think there's a lot of questions that we don't know the answers to, but they, they should be asking themselves. And I think from a fan's perspective, you look at Sri Lanka fans, and they are some of the most dedicated and, and you know, generally um, they back their team. And, and, you know, you see it through the music they play. They, they attended their thousands. So, you know, it's a bit of a, it's really disappointing. I honestly say it's a bit of a disgrace that the, um, what's happened with the Sri Lanka cricket team and the, and the government, the politicians and the board really have to sort it out now because, you know, you're messing around with the cricket, which is a sport that so many Sri Lankans love, but also it's, it's also destroying the t- hopes of the young players in the national team because, you know, realistically, Sri Lanka's team is too good to be, you know, finishing eighth, ninth, tenth in a World Cup. And I think that's just it's a shocker for everyone, honestly. But yeah, I'm, it's unfortunate to leave this episode on that sad note, but um, we, we have to wrap up now. It, I think it's been a good episode and we've talked about a lot. Uh, but I think by this time next week, we will have found out the finalist or potentially the winner, I think. I think the final might be on the 19th. We'll try and we'll hope to do an episode before the final. But thank you for tuning in to the Community Cricket Podcast. Thank you, Zay, for recording with me if you enjoyed today's episode please do not forget to subscribe or follow us however it works for your on your platform and leave us a review uh you can also stay updated with our cricket insights by subscribing to our newsletter and if you're listening on spotify there should be a poll where you can submit your your thoughts on who will win the world cup until next time keep loving the game of cricket and we'll see you on the next episode